0: So welcome everyone to episode number three of the block talk. I am here with Achilles owner of safe Haven calls and Achilles. If you want to give yourself a quick intro, that would be absolutely amazing.
1: So man, uh, yeah, I'm Achilles. I own safe Haven calls. Um, we do telegram, YouTube, Twitter, just all things crypto. I'm an old crypto guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about myself. I'm a, I'm a developer. Yeah, that's that's good. Well.
0: That that's that's perfect, man. So uh firstly, I, I really wanted to start off because I you know I do know a bit about you, I've been following your channel since pretty much probably around the time you started. Um I've been been in the community for quite a while. But I wanted to ask you, what did you do before you got into crypto and got into DeFi? What was like, you know, were you working
1: Oh, uh, I mean, so I've I've been in DeFi I guess like since its conception. Um I've always been interested in the subject, but it was really just mainnets for for most of my life. I've run um let's see, I run insurance restoration company. I owned an insurance restoration company. Um before that I was in sales. Um yeah, just business in general.
0: Ah, wow, so you've been all around the block. I've tried to. Oh, okay. So um how did you get your start in DeFi? What was the you said you've been in your you're a DeFi veteran? I can Yeah,
1: understand. yeah, we were trading Bitcoin way back in the day when it was worth nothing. Um did not see the potential though, I'm not gonna lie about it. <laughs> Didn't really understand what I was doing. Um then when Ether came out, we were all pretty bullish on that. Litecoin, all that kind of stuff. Um, but just you know, like mainnet standard trades, nothing crazy. Then one day I'm on Snapchat and this guy messages me asking if uh, he can buy my username. And I said, no, that's crazy. And then I don't know, I guess we followed each other. So I saw his uh, his story and he kept posting these charts that were like nothing I'd ever seen. And I was like, yo, where like where do you trade? What is this? He's like, oh, I trade on BSC. I actually just launched my own coin. Like you should come buy it. And I was like, how do I do that? and uh it was a horrible scam um but i learned how to trade on bsc and then yeah things progressed from there i met some really cool people um i met caesar way back when we were both uh just getting in the space um got started shilling, worked with some good devs and then kind of just went from there i launched a few projects did well got some uh followers called a channel and then the rest, you guys, pretty much know.
0: Yeah, rest is history. Well, yeah, that was one of the things I was uh, actually talking about in my last episode with my previous guest. Was just it's so crazy hearing everyone's stories of how they got into DeFi because everyone has such a like you know a, a weird way that they got in or they saw someone, and it's typically something like that. Like someone's you saw a chart that was the same way I got, in. was I you know was at my friend's house and watched him make like two grand in, in a couple of minutes. And I was like, how do I sign up? Where do I get it? you know, right. so it's, that's really cool to see. Now you, you were saying we before, like we were trading Bitcoin. We were, we were trading Litecoin. Like who was, who was we? Was it you and your friends or like family members or, or what was, Me and was my at? friends? Actually, like
1: my best friend, um, since fourth grade is, uh, an influencer himself, he, um, mostly in Ethereum and, and, uh, NFTs, uh, but Dumbledore. Dumbledore is my in real life business partner and now my crypto partner. So we, we owned a company together before this, we used to, you know, buy crypto on Coinbase and Voyager and that kind of stuff together. Um, and then we closed our company and I was doing pretty well with the channel. So I had him come over and start working over here.
0: Right. Wow. Very interesting. So your start, uh, like to my understanding in DeFi, in the BSC, um, what when was it that you started your channel? Do you know like around the month and year?
1: I'm sorry, what, what, what month and year did I start? Uh, yeah, let me think.
0: yeah, what month and year was it
1: in DeFi? It would have been March of 21. Okay,
0: okay, and what was it like growing that channel from nothing? Because I'm sure there must have been crazy, you know, like it must have been pretty crazy getting that off the ground. Uh, I you know, I worked on many call channels myself. So what was your experience like getting that off the ground? What did you learn from it? What What were your biggest takeaways from that? Would you say?
1: Well, I mean, I was lucky enough to come up in a different environment. Like I'm one of the oldest channels, like there's like Caesar, Gollum, Kingdom X, actually Crypto Frogs, ironically, um, but like we all started at the time before channels were like a real thing, right? So that was really cool, uh, just timing wise. But yeah, man, channels, it's a business um, if you do it right, like you're it's a lot. It can be um, I mean case in point I have 40 messages unchecked right now that I have to get to because I went to the gym this morning. Um, I mean, it, it turned into a full-time thing about a year after I uh, started it. And I mean the biggest thing I like as far as like suggestions to others is like you know, first off, be honest with a lot of like really crappy guys out there that um, just kind of care about appearances and don't really like be honest to their community what they're doing. Um, be honest about everything, network and make people money like that's primarily the bear market has really changed my perspective like i was so used to a bull a bull run and things working a certain way that like when the bear came around i noticed my I mean, my calls sucked for a period there right and like i had to just like stop slow down and get back to basics like low cap amazing devs that i know are going to push and that's it and if you're not willing to I guess, sacrifice your own funds for that. Cause we've all been lucky enough to make money on our channels. Like you can put some money back into it. Um, that's really hard to do.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important because at the end of the day, if you are in a bear market and you're kind of just posting every single coin that's in your DMS, you're selling yourself short because your channel is going to die fa- fairly quickly. If, if all of your, your posts are just going to zero in, in a couple hours. Yeah. So. Uh, I th- I think that's very, very true. And I do respect that a lot. You know, one of the things that I've noticed and that really everyone's seen in this space is there's a lot of really, you know, there's a lot of really good call channels and a lot of call channels that vet their devs and vet projects. And that's something I kind of want to go-, go into a bit uh, later. But there's also a lot of bad apples that kind of just post literally everything and, you know, want to make a quick buck. So, how do you see in this current environment, like, how do you think that call channels are? kind of moving the space? Because in the early stages of call channels, obviously, that was what brought a lot, a lot of the volume. And it's still, you know, still is. But how do you see that moving forward? Do you think it has, you know, a, a net positive effect on the space? And, you know, what do you see that, like, call channels are bringing in, in the current market?
1: So for people who, uh, who weren't around before, like, yeah, call channels have completely changed the space. We really have moved the space towards safety. Um, although it might not seem like that sometimes, right? Depending on the developers you're working with and the callers you're working with. But like, and it used to be, we, we would just hunt for plays on scanners all day. And uh, I mean, I, I remember I, I was in a three or $4 million rug one time that I found on moon um, like the space is consolidating itself, right? Um, we're not heavily regulated, so we regulate ourselves. We, we come together in groups, we come together in um, areas that, you know, contain people as smart or smarter than ourselves, and we all learn from each other. And like, I think that's what call channels at the very least got the ball rolling. Um, yeah, you still think call channels are great because they make people money if you're with the right callers, right? And like, you were asking us a minute ago about like vetting and whatnot. I have vetted so many teams for so long <laughs> on so many things. It's wonderful to work with you guys now that like, I know I don't have to. I've known long enough that I know how they're going to behave with their projects and I know they're going to work. And like, that's just the the experience you get working with um, someone who's, who's been in the space for a while.
0: And yeah, you raise a really good point there, which is that the ecosystem has kind of regulated itself. And there's actually people who are, who are out here doing the vetting for everyone, uh, who aren't, you know, government entities by any means. Uh, but we kind of have like a, a self-governance system within the space where, you know, people like there's a lot of, uh, or I should say it's very social proof based where like, if you're a dev and you're trusted and you've launched, you know, very successful projects before, and you're not a known scammer people will work with you, where if the opposite is true, people won't work with you. How do you think that uh, going forward in the future that we can sort of continue to grow the ecosystem based on those truths, which is that we do have kind of like this self-governance system, but like because a lot of people are very speculative who want to get into DeFi, how can we ensure people's safety better, especially when we're really trying to scale DeFi? Because right now what what I'm certainly noticing is... um, Obviously, because we're in a bear market, the you know TVL is dropping and fairly stagnant. Obviously, in, in, in recent weeks and months, you know things have been doing well. But uh, what, like, when we really want to start bringing people into DeFi, how are we going to ensure security moving forward in terms of this uh, you know community that we have?
1: Well, I mean, there's different ways. There's different things I support, right? So I, think, I guess the good question is security against what. When i started the biggest problem was honey pots and rugs um we've pretty much eliminated someone removing liquidity and someone turning off trading in this space right unless you're just pulling plays off of off of a scanner that those days are, are gone um i guess the, the further like thing i want to address is when you say safety safety in reference to what
0: so you- so i mean like obviously yes that, that is true like the the number of rugs and and whatnot within the space have uh, dropped significantly. So I think there already is a good element of safety. But what I mean is just um, having an ecosystem which thrives based on, you know, having that sort of community and and social proof of developers. So maybe I should reform my question into how can we create a space which has... Uh, like sort of like a reputation system where, you know, you, you as Achilles from Safe Haven calls, obviously you have your own reputation system where, you know, developers, when developers come to you or your partner, you guys already know them, or you might, you know, they've, they've been vouched for. Do you, I, my, my question is like, uh, really just a yes or no, or, and, you know, maybe how can we create something where that reputation system might be more efficient?
1: That's a really good question.
0: And Hmm. I'm not expecting an answer necessarily. It's just... it's No, uh, no, I I can come up
1: with an answer. Give me a sec here. Let's see. So, I mean, a reputation system is simply what merits do you believe the project is going to do well, which inherently does not imply safety. And if you're talking about safety of funds, that's what I was going to say a minute ago. No, 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 no. no. Um, But I do believe there are things that we can do to... Like what you just said, like I've met a lot of people, like if I know a developer closely, I don't have to worry about betting them again, right? Um, to sort of create that in an artificial manner, we can have systems that support launches and support developers. Like, so an example of that would be like a token locker, right? Token locker means that we can't rug a coin. Regardless of what the developer's intentions are, they cannot remove that liquidity. Um, that's a form of something. Um, I think of something I'm a big supporter of is this this project or this uh, ecosystem called Launch Shield. Launch Shield is a whitelist buying system where it won't allow bots to come in. Right. That's another great example. Um, KYCs, knowing who the developer is, knowing that they're held accountable to, you know, like I said, legal ramifications, um, is another way. Um, but what it comes down to is people don't really understand how small the amounts of money that we're working with on some of these projects are. So like on a one to 10 liquidity ratio, a $30,000 market cap is $3,000 invested. That means if someone invests $300, they own 10% of that price. So inherently when you're operating at, with assets that are this this volatile, right? There's always gonna be risk, there's always gonna be losses. Um, what I promote on my channel into like my community is know what those potentials are work through averages and stick to a trading system that can overcome those things so an example for me is like you know 3x and initials half my money each day goes into a bank um over time as long as crypto is still crypto that that strategy has paid back for me because i don't necessarily have to worry about each individual trade right um, I'm more often than not not losing money because I, I pull my initials and I try to find products that go at least 3x. Um, but if I don't and I get a completely you know negative one, all that's required is for one of my holds to go to four X for me to be break-even. And then a five X is profit, right? And over time that has that has really paid back for me. But like one thing I wanted to address is we say safety. You can protect yourself against malintent, but you can't protect yourself against other traders. Right.
0: True. Of course, this is a very player versus player oriented space 1000%.
1: And it's so important I, I... to understand that when people come in here, and they're like, I mean, even like the stock market this year, like, I mean, these are federally regulated things, like you could have lost your, your entire worth on certain, you know, publicly traded companies, um, finance inherently carries a risk. So it's it's important to know what that risk is. And it's important to manage that from the beginning of your trading experience. I know guys that come in, I, I posted a $3,000 coin on gambles that died. And they're like, I put all my money in that. I'm like, well, that's, that's really not the way to go about this, man. Like 10% of your bag on any given trade should be in my humble opinion, like the most that you do. And if you're, you're disciplined and you look at this like a job and not a moon boy, um, I think crypto is phenomenal.
0: Certainly. I, and I, I, completely agree with that crypto is absolutely phenomenal it's the the way that this ecosystem has evolved even since i've you know gotten in i've been in in DeFi for about probably a year and three months now and nice. uh it's it's uh it's fascinating to me even how much it's evolved in this short period of time i think one thing um uh, that i also do want to go into is uh, innovation and how we can breed innovation within the space Uh, because i think you'd have some interesting insights on that but like mainly you know one thing that i've seen especially in the bear market is the move towards more utility-based projects rather than just like obviously like shit coins with with nothing uh but i see a lot of the problem with the utility-based projects is like you know people are just forking the same utility over over and over and over and over and over again uh, because it's, because you know inherently the the BSC and ETH networks are very trend based so people just kind of hop on the wave and you know try to ride it until it dies, mm. um, which is you know of course the, the the nature of 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 what DeFi is right now, uh, but that kind of leads me into my next question for you, which is about innovation, and uh, how do you suggest that the community moves forward? Whether you're an investor, a developer, a marketer, you know an influencer. How do you suggest that people move forward uh, as as innovators within the space? Because not necessarily the space needs innovation, but for anything to grow, you need to constantly be moving, adopting new things, um, you know, creating new projects, new ideas. So, what what would you suggest uh, to to help breed innovation within DeFi and within the BSC and, and ETH kind of space?
1: I... I don't think that anything is required to breed innovation. Um, as long as there's money to be made and intelligent people, that's, that's sort of a natural emergence of the system. Right. So I think as long as crypto is profitable and crypto is incomplete, which it currently very much is right. We still have a lot of systems to work out for full mass adoption and that kind of thing, innovation is a natural conclusion of it.
0: Going into what you were saying a bit, like, I definitely agree with you that innovation is just kind of a natural product of a of a thriving environment, especially since crypto is very far from complete and there's a lot of work to do. Uh, however, I do think that that process can be streamlined. This is and again, this is a, a a personal opinion that that process can be streamlined by having more innovative people within DeFi. So, I think everyone has a has a part to to play in it uh whether you are an investor whether you are a developer whether you're an influencer whatever you know what, whatever you're doing within the space even if you're a community manager um t- like so i guess that that's kind of your take on that but like what i really like what i mean is um what going forward can and should be done because like you know y- you you are right that you know, this innovation will be a natural thing that, that comes, but like it does like innovation requires individuals who are innovative in innovation requires people to come in who have, you know, a very good understanding of how it works. They have a very good understanding of how the consumers work. They have a very good understanding of how, you know, of just human nature and, and all of these things put together uh, to create good, solid projects and products. So a lot of that, I think, uh, part, you know, part of my question, which we can go into now is how do we get new people into DeFi?
1: (sighs) Profit. (laughs) Profit and utility. Um, as long as we're providing something to the greater community, they will come. Right. And that's why the bear market drove away so many people. We saw that TBL drop. Um, people weren't making money anymore. Um, I think as long as crypto is profitable and crypto is innovative, meaning it solves other problems in the world, uh, it it will be completely mass adopt. I mean, like, here's a concept that took me so long to really understand like NFTs, right? NFTs is the first ownership of things exclusively online that doesn't require massive legal teams to implement. Like, Before that, it was a copyright and a trademark and all these things, right? Or your intellectual property and all this stuff. And you needed lawyers to pull it off. You can't affect a blockchain. If I don't want to send you my NFT, my NFT is my NFT. That's proven right there. That solved a problem. Um, Bitcoin inherently, Bitcoin is the first trustless peer to peer trading method, meaning I don't need Visa to tell me this is an okay transaction to conduct. The network will do it on its own. Um, That is huge. As far as a global financial network is concerned. And like, as long as we keep solving problems like that, which the blockchain has the potential to, I mean, completely revolutionize our society from everything from buying a video game to um, you know, doctors checking in on a medical system can all be done more efficiently with web three than they can be with web two, right? So as things expand and as things move forward, um, I think adoption, as long as the the public perceives safety, which we have had a difficult time of doing um, is is the natural conclusion. Right. Yeah. And I think
0: with uh, the scaling solutions that are being implemented and being developed at the moment, like Layer 2 is going to be huge, I think, in the next bull market. That's uh, where a lot of my money is going to be going for sure. So because that's going to make Web3 become a real threat and competitor right. to yeah. Pardon me.
1: No, I don't. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think you know, layer two is gonna, gonna make Web three become a real powerhouse in, you know, in the real world, because you know, you got Visa and Mastercard, which can, like, like you're saying, the Visa and Mastercard, they can process something like fifty thousand transactions per second, um, which is an absurd number compared to what Ethereum can do right now. But once we get those, those layer two solutions up and up and at them and get those rolling uh it will become a real powerhouse and it will become a threat to a lot of real world web 2 institutions so i think that's something that's really important to note um you did answer like a a good part of my question but another part of that that kind of like extends out of that would be how do we get people like because And, you know, I think your answer kind of applies to this too, but I just wanted something a bit more specific in terms of this, but like, how do we get people more into the telegram space and into like the, the, the ecosystem we have of, of call channels and, you know, low cap projects on BSC and ETH, like how, how, how do we bring more people in?
1: It's a really good question, man. It's a strange thing to wind up in, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't know, in particular, uh, with you uh, like coming into um, like a place like uh, Telegram, right? I honestly don't know. I mean, it's, it's word of mouth, right? Like we don't have public advertising. You're never going to see a commercial for a call channel on a on a TV station or, or something like that. Well, maybe you will, but it would be uh, it would be surprising. Um, and that's like when I see like developers that are like, "Yo, we got a billboard." And I'm like, "Cool, man! Like you are now broadcasting to." Ten thousand people, nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine of which have no idea what you're talking about, because there is a barrier to execution. It's true, though, right? They're like, "Oh no, it's okay. It's in Times Square." I'm like, "Well, that's yeah." I don't think that matters. (laughs) But how many guys have their metamask loaded up in the right RPC, and they're in that metamask? And you know, no, there's a lot. There's a lot in this space. Um, I have been, I've been, I will say, meditating on the, the thought of what is the next step on chain what does that look like i have a friend who's very convinced that um defy i'm sorry on-chain currencies are going to be classified as gambling assets in the near future and is kind of trying to make me put money in that um i have friends that you know think that we're we're, we're so unregulated that we're going to be safe for an extraordinarily long time i don't know i really don't know um when it comes to the telegram space and whatnot, i think what Unfortunately, it's my default answer when it comes to attraction and crypto is is people making money and then telling their friends, like, how many people got here because of Moon or Bonfire or Floki or that crazy, amounts. crazy amounts because their buddy was like, hey, man, shut up, sit down, give me $300. I'm going to teach you how to do this. <laughs> and, hey,
0: that Yeah. You said it perfectly. That's it's it's very true that uh, in the in the current ecosystem right now everyone is pretty much getting in through word of mouth. Um but the problem is like there's still that even if you do get in from other platforms there's still that barrier to entry that like people don't really understand and and know how to get through. Oh, well, how do I set up my metamask and how do I get on dex tools and how do I like you know what I mean? It's kind of just like Rocket science to someone who's never seen it before, which is kind of why you need someone to, to be like, hey, this is how you do this, you know, and it only takes ten minutes to figure out, but,
1: right, um, you need that guidance. Like, this is where channels have been a a great um, help in the space and communities. Right, is like, we will teach, we will show people what's going on. We'll attempt to, you know, make sure people don't. yeah, don't get wrecked. Like I was the guy walking in, being like, uh, "Dev, what's the slippage? Like, how many decimals does the contract have?" Like, I mean, just a few years ago. It's important to remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. And you, you guys are kind of like intermediaries between the community and the and the developers because that's where the um. And it's it's a really 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 good business running running a call channel. I'll I'll, I'll tell you, I know that firsthand. It's like you control a lot of the. Where Where the money's going in the space, you control a lot of where the the markets are moving, which is good because the developers should not have that in their in their hands necessarily. I think the people who are showing these products projects to people, you know people will figure out after a certain amount of time which channels are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones because all of the bad channels pretty much by now, at least the ones that were around way before, have died out or you know have very little activity now you know so that i think you know your 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 answer was true and was good which is obviously word of mouth and people got to make money um and that also ties into the innovation part of things which is like okay maybe we have a lack of innovation within the space of educational platforms and educational resources for people to learn and i understand that like not necessarily, because there's you can go on YouTube really and figure out how to use how to trade on PooCoin in probably ten minutes. Um, but a lot of people are lazy, which is why you know the call channels ended up kind of picking up that that uh, you know that task. But like in terms of the user experience, when someone's getting into DeFi or when someone's getting into crypto, let's say, and uh, you know they they want to learn about DeFi and and, and get into things. Do you think that, like, the process needs to change at all for onboarding people, or do you think it's good as it stands?
1: I think that part of the beauty of our world is that the onboarding process does require a little bit of knowledge to do so. Um, And you have to think about how many different and diverse traders we have. We can't have one onboarding process. We don't have one country. We don't have one language. We don't have one set of internet providers. We don't have one. We are spread across the entire world, man, and it's really cool to see that. Um, One of the things I think is the coolest thing about this space, like we, hmm, when you say onboarding, it implies like a central hub. There is no central hub. Like,
0: Not necessarily, not necessarily like a central hub, but I mean just like the general consensus for like how someone gets into DeFi. Which you're saying the onboarding process right now is someone has to come and hold your hand and kind of walk you through how to yeah. get in, where it's like, you you know what I'm saying?
1: I do, I do. I, I mean, I, I can't, uh, I can't really begin to think of what it would look like otherwise. Like, no, there. I mean, there's communities. There's uh, there's new trader communities. Uh, we do AMAs. Um, a group that I'm a part of uh, called the Unified Front. We um, we go around to to different coins and different. Uh, Telegrams and we, we we try to teach and answer any questions that people may have and that kind of stuff. I think that stuff is really important, but like you already have to be here to get those those lessons, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah um, certainly.
1: I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I haven't really done the educational stuff on there, but I'd be happy to. I tried to on TikTok once. They they banned me. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate.
1: Apparently you have to say this is how I trade, not this is how you can trade. That was my mistake. Uh they're very big on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you're you going to have to, uh, uh, the cool thing is like, now you hear about crypto on the news, right? Now you see it in the mainstream and that draws people to us like a moth to flame. But I cannot think of any clean uh, centralized way to bring people in otherwise.
0: And you, you mentioned something interesting there, which is like, it is definitely good in some ways that you kind of have to figure things out yourself a little bit. And you kind of got to be able to figure it out um but like in DeFi, i think there is a very big gap between investors between like the top investors and the you know the very entry-level guys and i think a lot of the people within the DeFi space hurt its reputation it goes to show there is a lack of quality of investor like of investors in many you know ends of the DeFi space, which I think, you know, we, we answered a lot of this already, but like you can improve the quality of investors is by breeding innovation and creating more higher, like high quality utilities and projects and such, um, because really anyone can get into the space there's no, like, there's no limit. It's completely decentralized. That's the, that's the whole nature of it is that anyone who wants to get in can get in and it, you know, only takes 10 minutes or so, but. I want to go back into running a call channel and what it's you know kind of like to do that. Could you give me some insights from your perspective of like, what's a day in the life of a call channel owner? What's the, you know, how, how does that work out for you on most days?
1: Lots of getting time rode by developers and lots of answering questions and messages. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is the, that my day in a nutshell. No, I, I just spent a lot of time um Communicating, right? Talking to as many people as I can, seeing what what is going on in the space, what uh, what everyone's excited about, what they're you know pissed off about. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's not so complicated, right? Simple things can be some of the most difficult things. <laughs> it's definitely not easy, just in the amount of time that it requires, the amount of presence it takes over long periods of time. Um, but in a uh, in a nutshell, I mean, it's it's networking, it's vetting. And it's talking.
0: Yeah. Nail right, hit the nail right on the head. That's a, but con clear and concise of an answer as you can, you can really give. Um, what would you say your biggest struggles were getting this, getting the call channel up and running? Like what was the, what was the, the, the biggest problem you had? Balance,
1: hands down. That's an easy question. Uh, I, I gained so much weight when I got into crypto. I sat in a crypto, this chair for 12 hours, right. Um, You know, working globally has positives and negatives. Um, One of the negatives is that it never sleeps. You have to. So like, you have to be okay with missing a play and actually getting some shut eye, you have to be okay with going to the gym and, you know, exercising. Uh, Things like that were the hardest thing for me.
0: Oh, that's a that's a really interesting perspective because uh, I've seen that happen to very many people who've gotten into DeFi is that, you know, and, and they spend 12, 13, 14 hours a day, even myself at one point, I was spending ridiculous amounts of hours on Telegram, searching for plays, searching for projects, looking for, you know, talking to developers, talking to people um, and like. Yeah, it's just, it it can become very, very draining. And you can definitely see an effect on a lot of other places in your life if you devote like too, too, too much time into that. Because you're very right that, you know, DeFi never sleeps. One day in DeFi is like a week in the real world. It's like, th- and think, because things go by really, really quick. So balance, nail right on the head. Balance is extremely important in, in any, you know, realm of life you need balance and uh that's something that's extremely important so i think that's a that's a very good insight when you say balance you mean like balance in terms of cuz balance can mean very different things to many people <laughs> what is your like what's your definition of balance when you say that do you mean just like okay well you weren't sleeping enough or like like you said you gained weight like what what do you think is balance? So do you think you've achieved balance now?
1: Oh, I'm definitely I'm definitely in a better place as far as that's concerned than I have been in the past. But yeah, I mean, you know, I have friends, I have a family, um, I have a body that needs to be cared for. I have like physiological needs, emotional needs, all that kind of stuff. They cannot all be solved by just being on Telegram. And if you let any of those things fail, you're going to pay for it in one of the other fields. So like I used to, I used to train guys and um one of the things I would preach would be like, you might want to work like seven days a week at first, right? But I noticed very early in my career, in my previous career, that I would make more money working five days a week than I would seven. Because the fatigue that would exist off seven days would creep into the remaining seven. And decrease my productivity across those so i mean it's again a simple answer just like self-care you have to you have to be a human while you do this and a lot of guys you know start making money and that's that's very addictive um and they they just throw themselves into it completely and that can lead to some very negative repercussions if you're not intelligent about how you're doing
0: and yeah, that's again very, very true. Balance within DeFi, having having some days where you can say, okay, I'm gonna chill out today, and uh, still keep an eye on what's going on. Maybe you know, flip open my phone and and see who's in my DMs. But like, just taking a break every now and then, I think, is extremely important. Because like I said, I've seen people go through, uh, go, go to hell and back within within this space. From, my first you know, year in Atlanta.
1: crypto, I never left my office, man. Truly, I, I was here the whole time right um my second year i've seen three countries which has been really great it's it's good to be be a person to enjoy what you're uh what you're working for or you have something to work towards at the very least
0: so one of my questions that i was more interested in going into towards the end but i'll go into it now uh, is that? Are you working on anything else besides Safe Haven calls at the moment, or do you plan on it in the future? So, like, even a year, or two years down the road, like, do you have any plans for running any projects, or do you are you just putting one hundred percent of your energy into the call channel?
1: No. So we uh, we currently launched on Surge. Um, I'm running a project. I'm the dev of a project called Surge X. Um, it's launched on SRG20. Um. So that's that's been awesome, and that's great. Um. But uh, let's see, what else? We have a YouTube channel that we're really, we're working pretty hard on there. Um, We have a Twitter. Um, My Twitter's been awesome. I'm I'm working on that. Um, But like, do I have ambitions for greater contributions towards DeFi? Absolutely. Um, There's not usually things I like to talk about until I have a plan and things kind of broken down.
0: Interesting. Well, I'll be... uh asking you when you got those plans written down for sure because <laughs> you're, you're a very no, bright we, guy and i you know i i can see you having a massive contribution to the space in you know more than more than what you've done already thanks Certainly. a lot dude
1: i would like to yes I'm, I'm fortunate to be surrounded by people who are smarter than me which is something i i always suggest for people right so
0: 100%. often i find
1: myself in some awesome situations projects and in areas that uh, i would not be with on my own for sure
0: Okay, so what do you think, um, in terms of projects within maybe twenty twenty three, even going into twenty twenty four, possibly, what do you see as like the bigger sectors that are going to be thriving within DeFi? Not necessarily saying you, you got to shill your bags, but like, what are your, what are your uh, what do you, what do you think is going to thrive in twenty twenty three, maybe even twenty twenty four?
1: FinTech. Uh, financial technologies. Um, so we're, we're actually quite late, quite mass. We're, we're more mass adopted than people realize right now. And we're getting a lot of large players into the DeFi space that are now using it for their own, um, will. And that it's good and bad for one thing, um, has, its, has its positives, has its negatives, but I, I really think we're going to start seeing a lot of web three integration, the things that we had previously not when i say web3 right people think web3 is one thing web3 is simply DeFi integration into the mainstream we'll call it for this conversation's sake so one of the coolest things i've seen recently a friend of mine's running a project called moonchan um it's a wallet-based social network which as i told a friend apparently already exists as well too but you know something like not having a login but having your wallet and that being your identifying factor like i have an ethereum ens right it says achilles 1089 every time i trade um seeing the master adaptation to the systems we already use in the real world into crypto is what i think is going to be the the biggest move um this year and then you know there's there's so much to DeFi. like i regularly see a newly listed coin on on coinbase and i go what how on earth did that make it here like what is it some of the things people are doing can just i mean they Blow your mind, um, yeah. So, like, as far as like my own expectations, um, you know, I'm very chain based these days. I don't really own a lot of mainnets anymore, um, but I do think we're going to see some shifting of mainnets. I, I think some of the older players are starting to sort of time out and lose funds. Uh, I don't mean Ethereum and Bitcoin. I mean other ones, and. We're gonna see uh, new rising, new rising forces too.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm a fintech guy myself, so uh, I <laughs> I'm definitely very, very bullish on fintech in general. The I, I think Moonshan, yeah, I've, I've taken a look at Moonshan. Moonshan is really cool, and I think the idea that like you know, one of the things that that I that that I've heard a lot about is how Web3 kind of solves and the thing with Web3 People have a very mis like misconstrued idea of what Web3 is. Like, Web3 is literally just uh, applications and systems which run on a blockchain. Like, Web3 isn't this... It's not like Mark Zuckerberg's going to jump out of the screen and, and shake your hand or something. So I think that the general public has a lot of confusion about what Web3 is. Uh, so
1: I think because it's my, not one thing. We'll need to make clear. Right, that's exactly. That's it's but just... It's like, yeah. I, I actually I asked a friend who's um more educated than I am. I was like, yo, what is web three? He's like, it's an ideology. I was like, that's the best definition I've heard of it yet. Wow. Like it's yeah. an ideology.
0: Interesting. That's 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 a very interesting take.
1: Hmm. No I think yeah, I, I think
0: I would have to I think I would have to agree with that. I, it's not really like it, it's it's so confusing. There's a million different definitions that people have. But I think that, me, the that's very true.
1: Trustless. trustless, right? Like, I think that, and that comes with its negatives too, right? If you can't stop someone from using something, it can be abused as well. But like, I, I do think it, it inhabits the, the spirit of um, what we need in this world, For right? Sure. Yeah. Lessons 100%. of the power. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, like you were saying, the wallet providers, especially, the idea of like something like a, like a ZK snark where you can you know sign a transaction with encrypted data and just have the other party have literally no knowledge of what you're saying, but it's able to actually verify it. It's really cool because you can apply that technology to so many facets of life. Like one of the one of the things that I saw recently was someone talking about um how web in web two and on most websites and such, there's a really big problem with verification and ver being able to verify who you are. Like, that's why all these companies are asking you to sign up with Google or Facebook or whatever. And, you know, are you a robot? But the truth is that that's not very good at solving the problems which we have. So I think the idea of being able to connect to sites with a wallet or with some sort of transaction, which actually is able to verify who you are without necessarily revealing who you are, that, you know, is able to verify that you are a person, you are you. I think that's a that's another really interesting concept that a lot of Web2 companies will start to adopt at, at some point in the near future. Um, okay, well, I want to move into the kind of final segment of the podcast, which is give us, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and I just want to hear some of your, you know, stories within DeFi that you've experienced, whether it's, you know, rug, horrible rug pulls or bad experiences with developers or maybe great experiences on, on projects. And, you know, tell me the good, good, bad, and the ugly.
1: The good, let's start with the good, um, Obito. I watched his rise and, uh, that, that's been pretty awesome. Old crypto mage, a uh, Grimace Dev and, uh, Avatar and Bill Murray. Correspondingly, uh, so many good devs, man. So many good devs come out of nowhere. It's been awesome, and it's just so many good people that I've met. Um, I've actually met a few of my crypto friends in real life, and it's been it's been amazing. Uh, I mean, this space, like you know, there are people I, I know. If I ever choose to fly to their country, um, I have a place to stay, and that's really cool. So yeah, uh, aside from the camaraderie and the the success stories god i have so many shitty ones uh let's see worst <laughs> one was a guy named bobby whale on uh on my channel He's actually like a community member for a really long time and i promoted a private sale of his and the guy rubbed like 270 BNB. oh no uh, i was here for luna oh my god that was forgive me for saying this for anyone who lost money but that was so much fun like luna was the biggest train wreck and just amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there were, God, there were guys shorting it, making hundreds of grand. There were people losing hundreds of thousands. I think I yeah. made a thousand bucks buying the bottom. Like uh, seeing changes like that have been so cool. The uh, yeah, the Facebook internet attack was was great to be around for as well when every social media but Telegram was shut down. That was a uh, really entertaining finance, <laughs> turning off transactions, Ethereum making the proof of uh, stake switch, um, the bull run, the crash. I mean, God, i watched every utility on the chain be created. Like when I started, you uh, there were no calls, right? You couldn't get call. There were, there were no call channels. Um, there were tweets. Occasionally there were a few crypto influencers, employees that could do that, but like the biggest thing was crypto moonshot subreddit. If you could get a get your post on there and that chilling, we would we would chill for I mean days. Like remember my hands cramping over a keyboard. Uh, yeah. I guess that's that's really my best synopsis.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent, man, and uh, dude, crypto crypto moonshot stays, man. I, I I do I do remember that.
1: Oh, who had an account with what? enough carbon on CMF? <laughs> like that was the biggest deal.
0: <laughs> you know, and there's and there's one more thing that I do want to go over, which I'm actually very interested in hearing your take on, which is the community and the community of DeFi. So I've noticed certainly on Telegram, and I think everyone else has too, that like most of the community places where like people, you know, would go and speak and go and talk, like obviously like the squid lounge and uh, all the other fairly popular lounges have kind of died off. And most people have moved over to like private groups and um, places where you got to be someone to get in. And there's not really a whole lot of you know, there's not really a, too many places for community members to share thoughts and which is also kind of why I created this place was so like people could come and share their thoughts, share their stories, their experiences, et cetera. Uh, what do you think that like we can do to like, just as a, as a community as a whole to improve the community, improve the communication with each other? Um, not necessarily lowering those gates for people to like get into groups or something necessarily, but like. I feel a lot of the community has kind of suffered recently.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, I think it's important to understand, at least from my perspective, why. hmm. So let's say I'm in a public chat and I'm just having fun. I'm aping low-cap shitty coins. And I post a coin. I go, oh man, I just ate this thing that coin doesn't go well, I'm going to get a million angry DMs. But I bought it because you showed it. Okay, cool, man, but like, I didn't call it, I was just having fun. Doesn't matter. Uh, let's say we want to talk about launching and we do so in a public space, right? Um, People will destroy it. I mean, hunt, bot, just really get into it. Uh, I mean, we also have a bit of a media right now, which is hilarious. Um, So things can get taken out of context. I made a joke about rugging Ethereum. Ethereum, right? I don't know how cool (laughs) I am, but I cannot rug Ethereum, guys. Like I have no power to do that. (laughs) And uh, some guy took a bunch of screenshots and said, look, Achilles is talking about rugging. It's like, guys, (laughs) that is crazy. I was like, man, if this doesn't hit like $2 million market cap, I'm going to rug Ethereum and then none of you guys have crypto. You hear me? obviously, so like there's there's no reason um, but at the same time, yeah, I mean what it kills is the, the good traders, the innocent traders that are coming into the space that really want to find a place for themselves because like they're not the botters, they're not the runners, they're not the, the scammers that are the ones that take advantage of those situations so much or just the entitled people that think that you know, um yeah anyways uh it, it's tough, it's really tough, like I have a private and I'm, I'm really open to anyone who wants to join, um can just DM me um, but i even i had to really slow down on that because we had guys that would just bot every play in there buying every debt that was launching and destroy it um i don't share ecas it's like one of my things right if i'm given the privilege to get an early contract because i'm going to call it um i don't buy early and i don't post it early um like to groups of people i'm like i had people yelling at me for that why the fuck am i in your Excuse my language why am i in your private if you uh if you don't share these these alphas with us and i'm like to hang out dude <laughs> and talk like that's what we do but it, it seemed like in the barrel we those traders that were looking for that that we didn't get any traction but like you know my group um it started as five of us talking together about not getting rugged. And like that's the beauty of DeFi. like make that group with your friends vet <laughs> coins invite people you like like one day it might be a whale group. You have no idea. Uh, it's it's a really cool potential in this space, for sure.
0: And I, I like. So, do you think that the community itself has gotten more toxic because of the market conditions? Then,
1: well, or just I because
0: of the all- nature of what's go? Just because of the nature of DeFi.
1: I think. I mean, if anything the market, but I, I think that. Toxics might be not the right word. People got used to something, right? People got used to, I mean, just normal guys, just trading, I know we're we're sitting quite financially well. Uh, And they got used to that. When that kind of went away in the bear, at least to whatever extent that it did go away, I saw a lot of entitlement pop up. And like, man, I went from making a ton of money to not making very much money at all. I I could if I did to destroy um, my morals like the the joke that I make is like fake Achilles makes more money than I do and he does because he'll go around and just take any project that uh says yes and I won't I won't do the same thing but like I'm here for the long haul um I'm here for you know not this week not this month but I hope to make a life out of DeFi and when that's your perspective yeah we're going through a cycle of a, a bit of a contraction right Um, at the very least a consolidation and that's okay that that creates new systems that creates new new ways i don't think there's anything wrong right now at all i think this is a total natural process in our system and agreed yeah you stick with it man you'll be in a much better place come you know the next real bull run which depending on the federal reserves move in march might be now (laughs) we'll see
0: who knows (laughs) who knows definitely who knows only time will tell mm-hmm. and i think i think that's a good place to end it off We're we've just gone through like three minutes over time so i think we're good to wrap up here unless you have any final final pieces to say or you know things to
1: state just thank you so much for having me i wish the uh the best for you and for your community and um yeah it was great awesome conversation. It on. was an
0: absolute pleasure. It was an op- absolute pleasure having you on. You're a, a household name within the DeFi space on Telegram. So, you know, wanted to have you on. I've got a couple other call channels coming on in the next couple weeks. So you've, uh, you've kicked it off very well and uh, given me a lot of insights and questions and things to ask some of the other guys who are coming on here um and yeah it was an absolute pleasure having you on so thank you very much for coming by and and stopping by here i'll certainly be 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 doing an update or something like that with you in the next six months or so in here because uh i'm i'm pushing this thing to to the sky so thank you to the moon yeah man
1: so much man pleasure
0: 100 man okay take care have a good night everyone who's tuning in and uh
1: achilles have have a great rest of your day Nice no hanging with you, John. See you, buddy.